the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Looking for a mobile measurement partner? Or like the cool kids like to say, an MMP? Well, we've got you covered with our partner, Airbridge.io. Experience an unparalleled, accurate, and unified view of your mobile marketing performance, even in today's dynamic landscape shaped by privacy changes. What's more, Airbridge has recently launched MMM Studio, setting a new standard as the only MMP offering a self-service marketing mix modeling solution. Say goodbye to guesswork and hello to data insights. Learn more by going to their website, airbridge.io. That once again is airbridge.io. Notix is an audience re-engagement service based on web and in-app push notifications that work for both desktop and mobile devices. With Notix, website app owners and marketers can share their content and interact with their audiences in a highly engaging channel while still having the opportunity to monetize both mobile and web subscribers. Learn more by visiting notix.co. That is an O-T-I-X dot C-O. Some people call it lifestyle marketing. I like to just say, how do I re-engage my users and make that money? So let's kick it off with your CRM. When I think about CRM, these were the big things that came to mind. I've either worked with people who have nothing, in which case don't snooze on it, you need to do it. Right. And there's some really cool brands that I think are doing it really well. Some brands that I don't use. But then counter to that, I've also worked with people who have essentially killed the channels because they've done it too much, too high frequency, too low quality. And people just get banner blindness, which is like a psychological thing where if you see a banner too many times and it looks like an ad, you start to check out. Um, So that happens with push. And then in terms of email, um, you can just go into people's spam. So like really big issues if you spam people. So it's a balance. I'm starting to say discount, like literally on onboarding after that first paywall. If people do not buy that first time, give them a quick little discount. Because mm-hmm. my hypothesis is that I think everybody knows this. Most people who buy, buy during that first time user experience during the onboarding process. So I almost like want to optimize that experience, Jake more from super wall he's like have two paywall views and so my spin on that one would be show them the normal paywall if they hit x on that paywall show them the discounted version with some urgency on there what do you think about that i like it because essentially if someone doesn't pay in the first instance yeah you can retarget them with push and with email but they might never come back to that um so i definitely think hit people with the discount because there's some people who are price sensitive and they're never ever going to pay at the first the first price you do not to say bring a price down don't do that just offer them a discount you think about e-commerce brands you know everybody's in that little spinning wheel right like they're almost trying to give you that discount right off the bat to just get you to buy that very yeah. first time too so that it can get you in the email well they can drip you too yeah. that spinning wheel does work you know one of the things that we saw with we have an app community and Masood shout out to you for sharing this he said look i started adding a push notification to when people actually canceled their trial and then he gave them a discount and he's seen some sales really come in through that. I was looking at the app reviews recently for Flow and Flow is a period tracking app. 
And something I've seen in the past is when you kind of spam people with too many paywalls all the time, asking for the money all the time. And then like people start to get annoyed. Yeah. And so, yes, make sure that you've asked for their money, not just once, maybe like three times, you know. If you ask once, they forget. Sometimes they don't want to then. You might catch them later. Some people are like, oh, they didn't pay that time, so I'll never ask them again. That's a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. However, on the other side, like if you bombard people, then they uh, get quite annoyed. So the, the reviews and flow is like, I used to love this app. It's really gone downhill, too much monetization. This is so irritating. And I've seen that in data too, where like retention goes down over time. So I think, again, it's a balance. Understand your users. Make sure that you're providing enough value so that you can hit them with a paywall every now and then. This is the calm. This is <laughs> so I cancelled my calm subscription. I think I got it. I got it for 50% off with Amex, some sort of partnership. I'm receiving discounts often. So I received four this month, a couple last month. And what I like about them is like the messaging of, are you burnt out for this specific one? So escalating the value of those discounts. Whereas here I'm kind of getting a bit of, you know, banner blindness with calm because in my inbox, I always just see last chance for 50% off. So I like their messaging. I don't necessarily like the fact that they haven't juiced it up a bit. You know, I got my own calm flow as well, Rosie. Here's here's mine. So we activated a trial because I was like, look, and then and this is my old email. But it's like, hey, you did it. And so you can see sort of like their subject lines. When I canceled my trial, I was like, hey, here's another seven days of calm on us. And they hit me with the same type of messaging. And then they hit me with the 50% offer here after I canceled a trial. And mm. get this, when I came back into the app, you know, they said, hey, here's, no, you know, they had some in-app messaging as well. Mm. One mm. more, second open after trial. They gave me a 31% offer for that. I like that. Yeah. Because we're so used to seeing 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. If you like spice it up and put an odd number in there, it makes mm. people it kind of cut through all of the noise of the discounts. If it's a specific discount, people are thinking, oh, they've actually put some time into thinking how much value this is for me and, you know, the right discount. It's like a psychological thing where if you use odd numbers, um, you get people to stop and think a bit more. I found that the average US smartphone user receives 46 pushes a day. Damn. Which is like, damn. But yeah. they don't mind if they're personalized. Yes, yeah. I agree. Emojis. I like these. Yeah. Add emojis, the 34, like, you know, people ask me this all the time. So these are great numbers. I don't mind these type of slides, Rosie, because obviously just take a screenshot and you guys can do that. But personalization, all that stuff, emojis work. And I think timing is so key to a push notification. So I've been in places where you send too many and then every single extra push that you send reduces how effective all the others are. And I think it's like recently or in the past few years, Apple have made it way more easy to turn them off. So you can just go into your home screen, you can swipe, you be like, turn these off forever. So you do have to be really careful that you don't, because once you burn that channel, once people have turned off your push notifications, it's so, so difficult then to retarget them. This is Second Nature, an app, which is kind of a nutrition um, dieting app. And it's really expensive. It's like £70 for a quarter, like very high £30 a month type thing. What I love about their monetization screens is the first time you see money is this screen here. So there's some onboarding screens where it's a quiz. 
you land on the welcome screen, you have a little quiz. It's an amazing quiz because it uses user language. Like I don't feel personally like I need one of these apps, but I was going through to test it. And by the end of that quiz, I was like, they know me so well. (laughs) (laughs) I I nearly bought this app and I was just (laughs) testing it. That's how much I like the quiz because it uses user language. But the first time, because it's such a high price point, essentially, I think my learning from this is that you don't necessarily want to give them that high price point, like on the screen and like freak them out before you've eased them into it. Mm. And so here it's like final question, are you ready to invest £10 a week in your health? And that's a no brainer. Of course, I'm ready to invest £10 a week in your health includes one. You can't say no, though, either. (laughs) Well, you can. So you scroll. So you Uh scroll. Oh, is is this a scroll? Yeah. Yeah, okay, my fault. Super interesting. Yes, let's get started. Not sure. Let me try risk-free. So they're giving you an option for a trial or no, I'll use the free version for now. And I think in terms of UX writing, this ticks a number of boxes because it's so honest and transparent about the Mm. fact that there's a trial, there's not, or you can go for free. And like, I think a lot of apps try and hide that point, but here it really built my trust. And I think that's important when you've got a really expensive product. Um, so that's what I found interesting. So they hid the massive number. They made it optional. And then when I tapped, not sure, let me try risk free. And then the next screen is this one, get private support. And they pulled out the most important part of their, in my view, subscription package, which is the fact that you actually get private support from a nutritionist. Like that is the thing that you know. And you, you, then it's an anchor as well, because you're anchoring the fact that you get something that I think we know is quite expensive. It's a person. They have right. an expertise. They, they're going to be with me for 12 months. Oh, my God, how much would that cost me if I wasn't using this app? So I think it's one, one, it's pulling out the main benefit of the subscription. And two, it's an anchor for the price of that thing. And then this is their freemium experience. So if you click no <laughs> and you go into the app, I think what a lot of apps do as well is if you say no to your upsell screen and say you said no to the discount that you like putting right. on your upsell screen. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you get into the app and I find a lot of apps just kind of forget to make some visual cues that there is a premium tier and mm-hmm. that you're kind of missing out. Here, it's got really big real estate on the home screen, learn about premium. And then if I try and use things, it's locked and I can see it's locked and I get this nice little upgrade screen. A lot of the time as well, I've seen apps like when you get into the freemium experience, you try some content and you just hit, hit with the same upsell screen. You've already shown people that upsell screen didn't work. Like, could you make it more contextual? Could you kind of ease them into a bit more? So that's what I really like about this. It's like real estate for the premium in the freemium and then not the same upsell or not the same intro to the upsell as someone's already exited. I love it. There's a couple of things I'll mention too that I'll tag on. First, I love that there's lock stuff. A friend of mine is testing. He's got like crossword game testing, like lock content versus a hard paywall, which essentially means no X on your paywall. So you have to either pay or get out and he's seen similar like revenue numbers with both. And so he's moving towards more of a locked content type of stuff. And then I listened to a podcast on the revenue cat podcast and they were talking about healthy. This, the CEO, he was talking about how community drives a lot of their premium users. And so you can read all the community stuff, but it's like, if you want to both, guess what? You're going to have to pay. And so this sort of reminded me that like, Hey, premium to share your stories with the, you can read the stories, but if you want to share your own, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm assuming from this app too. You Mm -hmm. can, you can do that. Yeah. I've seen higher conversion rates when you have a freemium experience, i.e. you can exit the upsell screen and people then get into the app. Whether you lock everything, you know, or leave one thing, that's up for debate. But I've seen higher conversion rates that way than a hard upsell screen where you actually can't get in if you don't subscribe. Or start mm. 
I'm probably starting to lean that way too, even though we have a, a hard, but we haven't, you know, we haven't messed around with one of our apps. We haven't messed around with the lock stuff because it's very minimal content wise. It's just a very interesting feature. And so that's it. I like that. I like that. Like it's different for different, obviously test it, but I feel like it's, it's, it's kind of builds trust. It's like, Hey, we'll let you in. We'll let you have a little peruse, but then you yeah, get yeah. <laughs> No, it's true because they want to see how much content you have, especially for like okay. apps that have a lot of content, you know? So I'm going to pick on them, learn about premium. One of my clients, you know, I was like, I don't know. I don't have enough data to say this, but I don't think learn about premium. Nobody. I mean, maybe this might be a great copy. I don't know, but he had just a, a star. And that's all it was. It was like up here. I was like, I don't know, but I've seen crowns used all the time. And I think crowns are better. I was in the UK. So like, you know, crown. And then he, he's like, funny enough, Steve, I'm AB testing this right now. And he saw that a yellow crown. Now it's a white black crown for his app. Okay. But the yellow crown has the highest and then upgrade text. I don't know what he said in the upgrade text. It might've just been upgrade, right? Was the one of the lowest and then upgrade plus a star, one of the lowest and so you can see the crown black. I love that because I think a lot of apps that I've worked for are super, super early stage. And there's the there's the assumption that, oh, if we change one tiny thing, it won't make a difference. But those are big differences. It was. And they've got a pretty decent, but they're not like tiny. They're not tiny, but, you know, it's not like super big either. But yeah, I think play around with this call to action as well. And I really yeah. love that it's a different paywall. A little bit more work, but I like that experience. Improving monetization has 4x the impact on growth compared to acquisition. I completely agree. Like, especially in the beginning, if you're, let's just say, make up a number, Rosie, like five, under 5K a month or maybe 10K a month, you really want to focus on monetization. As long as you get some decent downloads, you want to focus on monetization because, you know, cash flow is the life of your business. And so you're a business, you're not a hobbyist. You got to make that money. And then you can get into, once you hit a certain point, you can get into these more interesting, what's a high LTV? How do we engage our users? How do we get viral? Maybe we want free users because they turn, you know, they will promote the app and get more users into the app. And you can think about all these more advanced mm -hmm. creative strategies too. That's just my opinion though. So feel yeah. free to disagree, Rosie. No, no. I like disagreeing. I've seen when I've tried to forecast out, like, let's, what would happen if we moved price? What would happen if we moved conversion rate? What would happen if we like, you know, brought in more users top of funnel? And when you kind of model them out, if you kind of move the monetization ones just a little bit, you see massive increases versus just like putting more people in the top. You should ideally work out where you're doing worst across your whole funnel and then focus on that. That's the best way forward. But that, that study was, let's look at initiatives across acquisition and monetization and they, it, the study actually looked at retention too. And it was like, how can you impact growth? Where's the biggest place to focus? And they found that the projects that focus on monetization had 4x the impact of the projects that worked on acquisition. On Next. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.